Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. It's really important just that people understand that there are things going on, there are ways to help, and that every single prayer that people pray, I've been saying this a lot, it's like another miracle. And we're seeing miracles happen, and we know why they're happening. And uh, every time someone gets down on a knee uh, right now for the people of Ukraine, a miracle is happening. As the war on Ukraine continues into its second week, more than 1.7 million Ukrainians have left their homes for refuge in neighboring countries. We're joined today by Ed Dixon. He's the Overseas Director of Loads of Love Humanitarian Aid and Mission Society. He and his family have been serving orphan children, seniors, refugees, and local churches in Ukraine since 1996. Ed is currently on a furlough in Canada, but just returned from a trip in Ukraine today in Connections. He's going to share with us what his team is doing back in Ukraine and how we as Christians can help and pray for those in Ukraine. We're joined today by Ed Dixon. He's the Overseas Director at Loads of Love Humanitarian Aid and Mission Society in Ukraine. We're going to start right there. Loads of Love. Tell us about this organization. Uh, Loads of Love started about uh, 25 years ago. And it was basically called Loads of Love because we wanted to send uh, containers of stuff to Ukraine. So we were loading up stuff and somebody came up with the name and and it stuck. And uh, we've been helping in Ukraine. I've been living in Ukraine for 25 years, just over 25 years now, helping mostly orphan kids, kids with special needs, but also working through the churches there. That's where all, all most of our volunteers come from. We have about... 40 full-time staff in uh, Ukraine, working also in Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan. And we have a big uh, warehouse where we load stuff in Canada, in Chatham, Ontario, and uh, a secondhand store there, which is great because mm-hmm. the store uh, covers all our, the profits from the store covers all our administration costs. And so 100% of donations are able to go right overseas. It's a very interesting story, too, of how you originally went out to Ukraine in the first place and how that was a life-changing experience for you. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I, uh, I was working at the University of Guelph um, in Ontario as an associate director for what they call the George Morris Center. I started doing some mission trips after I got radically saved at the church in Chatham. And uh, I just just wanted to give my life, uh, you know, um, and uh, I ended up doing some overseas trips. Then I ended up doing agricultural consulting overseas, happened to go to Ukraine where we were doing a like sort of like a, a conference for agricultural restructuring in the country. And uh, kind of by chance uh, happened to walk into an orphanage in one city where there are kids with special needs. And it just uh, absolutely uh, rocked my world. I, I couldn't forget it. Uh, you know, I remember, I'll never forget walking out of that orphanage and uh, we had handed out a few toys and one of the boys, m- most of them, you know, were without arms, without legs, very severe disabilities. And and he handed me the toy that I had given him. And I asked the translator, why is he giving me the toy back? <laughs> And he said, because uh, he uh, wanted to thank you for coming and doesn't have anything else to give you. So 
I was just blown away, of course. Uh, I, I was overwhelmed by the lack, just a deficit of love in that institution. About 125 kids there. And uh, it was just, uh, you know, really tough. And when I got outside, that's when I've, I've told many people, I felt like a giant teardrop from heaven fell, hit me on the head. And I realized that God loves those kids. And uh, he had actually orchestrated everything in my life up to that point so that I'd see them, so that I'd help them, and uh, change my life. I uh, just devoted my life there. I moved there. And, uh, uh, you know, I think once in your life, you kind of get something put it placed into your heart, and you got to make a decision whether you follow your heart or, or your logic. And uh, ended up over there. It's just been amazing, like what God has done. Um, and, uh, just, just, yeah, I could go on and on and on, but, uh, obviously we're in a, just a massive crisis right now. Yeah. What was it like as the crisis began? Now you're in Canada right now. First of all, I guess, were you in Ukraine still when the invasion began and what what was, what happened was, uh, I guess just by God's providence, uh, we ended up, uh, in Canada for a furlough starting in August of this uh, past year, because one of our daughters, she's 17, she's in grade 12 here. So she's kind of getting prepared for university. And, and then uh, we had another daughter, older daughter who got married in September. So it just seemed right to us to come back now for a year, do a furlough. I've been traveling back and forth. And I was there the week before uh, this all started. I, I was, uh, I actually did a Facebook post, like just everything's so surreal because the news is talking like there's going to be invasion. But 99% of the people in Ukraine were just going on with their lives, going to cafes and just really didn't believe that uh, anything was going to happen. It was the farthest uh, thing from their imagination that Russia would invade. They just they just couldn't couldn't believe that it would happen. So it was pretty surreal. And I had a planned trip back anyway. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the rest uh, just has been a complete shock. We have family, um, in Kiev. Uh, we have, uh, obviously like thousands of friends where, you know, they're hiding in bomb shelters and in, uh, subway stations and, uh, we're, yeah, we're just really devastated. There's still staff back with, with the organization, Tell us what everyone is doing now that you know, everything is happening. Yeah, I I uh, thank God, first of all, like real genuinely, like we, uh, the first thing I say, I thank God that I'm able to communicate with all our staff still, able to look at them, you know, right on my phone and uh, see them face to face. And a lot of times I'm saying, hey, guys, maybe it's time to get out. Like maybe uh, we, you should sort of run for your lives now. And uh They'll look me in the face and say, Ed, no, God called us here to help people right now, and we're staying. And uh, as much as I try to convince them, they're just uh, absolutely um, like genuine heroes. Um, And you can imagine tears in my eyes when I'm talking to them, and they're out there. We're, we're, uh, you know, thousands of people right now are getting food because of what they're doing. And uh, we've got over 100 partner churches that are working with us right now. And again, thank God we're able to get uh, funds through right now. And the banks are still working. It's, a, it's an absolute miracle that, uh, you know, we're able to send funds because I had this all set up 
before I left. And before I left, I made arrangements with the bank so that I could send funds from here. It's very difficult to do if you don't set it up. And I had it all set up ahead of time. It was like God, you know, God God knew what was going to happen and knew that we were going to need to get funds into people's hands. And and uh, anyway, you know, I I I have to tell you, um, uh, the other night, couple of nights ago, you can imagine the adrenaline and I, I'm up most nights because it's daytime there. And all of a sudden my bank accounts just shut down. And that was my worst fear that uh, suddenly the funds would stop. And, and I had a lot of people praying and I would often say, just pray that our accounts keep working. And uh, so I, I called uh, my bank manager and uh, because we moved quite a bit of funds, I have a, a manager that I can call and I call her She's in Kiev and she's in her office and I'm looking at her face to face on the call and I'm like, you're in your office. She said, yeah. And then tears in her eyes. She's like, Ed, I just know how important it is for money to get through right now. There's a war going around around her and she's going to work every day. It's like uh, these people, these Ukrainian people, they're so strong. They just uh, put us to shame, you know, in in a lot of ways, just how tough they are. And uh, um, so, yeah, so we're getting funds through. It's still, you know, they changed things for me a little bit. We're still able to get funds in people's hands. And yeah. Are, are you hearing a lot of um, like, what's the church doing in Ukraine right now? I guess like are a lot of pastors and leaders staying and ministering to people. You mentioned getting food to yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. And even right in Kharkov, you know, where there's a war going on, right in the city, all around the city, the pastor there that we're working with, he still, he just sent me a video. Their church is all packed up with food and stuff that they've been able to get. And they're distributing food to people there. You know, it just, it's unbelievable, like that these guys are not like running for their lives, you know, uh, they're actually just committed to helping their you know, so they're buying medicine, they're buying mattresses, blankets. Most churches uh, that we're working with have 60, 70, 80 people like sleeping on the floor of the church and uh, just refugees from different areas that are coming. They're all over the place. We've, we've working together with other really great organizations in the UK and in the United States. We've helped to move over 100 of the orphan children that we're working with already and uh, gotten them on trains. Uh, some of them, as we speak right now, are uh, traveling through Ukraine and will be going to Poland, to Romania, different places. And there's organizations that are, are waiting for them that are all set up to help them. These are kids with, uh, you know, with uh, pretty severe uh, special needs. And um, it's just amazing how the whole world right now, like uh, everyone I call is just like, tell me, tell me what to do. And uh, so, so it is a, it is a, you know, in the midst of chaos, there's just amazing miracles going on. You mentioned the children and obviously that hits you right in the heart because that's the main reason you originally went out there. How is this making you feel uh, to know that that's what's happening with them right now and that they're actually having to be moved and. You know, it's kind of funny because a lot of the kids uh, I would, we would often joke around when I was there and uh, I would often say to them kind of with, uh, Oh boy, I'm going to cry. I would often say to them, uh, you know, maybe someday you'll be in Canada and uh, just kind of like joking, you know, or 
And uh, now we're taught, we're actually talking that uh, they could be on their way um, talking with churches about, you know, maybe taking in some of the kids and uh, people that are coming. So, so, uh, but the, you know, um, still got a long way to go. We, we're, uh, we're just at the very beginning stages of, of moving the kids and getting them to safety. And, but I know, and I've seen these kids all my life, you know, I've seen God do, we, we have children from that first orphanage I went to that, uh, just one, like one guy, he won two silver medals at the Olympics in Japan. One of the girls has been honored as one of the heroes of Ukraine because she paints with a brush in her mouth and she's one of the, the best artists in Ukraine. She's been on national television and all the things that God has done through these kids. And, you know, it's funny because shortly after we started working there, we found out that everybody in that whole city where we were, they, they called that orphanage, they, they had a nickname for it. They called it the place that God forgot. We found that out later. Wow. And then we knew exactly you know, why God had called us to that place and that God really cares about these kids. And now to see them, you know, all on their way uh, to safety and that God's still watching them, even in the midst of uh, this uh, horrendous uh, war that's going on, uh, God is still caring for those kids. Yeah. How do you pray in the midst of this? What, what do you pray? Or do you even have words to pray? Yeah, it's uh I think, you know, I mean, obviously, number one, and the greatest miracle that could happen right now is just for peace, right? There's this massive divide of understanding, and there's so much propaganda and so much, uh, you know, uh, just deceit out there that's going on. And uh, if we could just pray that somehow there would be some kind of a peace agreement, uh, obviously, that's the number one thing. But I tell people too, like, just pray that the lines of communication stay open. People are able to move. There's corridors being set up for, for people to be able to move out to safety. Um, and, you know, for our efforts and, and not just that, like I'm talking to Samaritan's Purse, other organizations, like everybody's just going full blast right now. And uh, it's, it's actually amazing how um, Canadians are responding like i i said to someone yesterday i said this is the real canada this is real canadians this is real like genuine christians just you know reaching out to help others and uh together we can you know we can do a lot but there's going to be i i can see it coming there's going to be a massive influx of uh, these children uh, mm-hmm. refugees not not just in europe but into canada soon and uh, we're going to be all asked to kind of step up and play a part. The Canadian government announcing last week they're going to make it easier and an unlimited number of Ukrainians can come with two-year visas. Have yeah. you looked much at that? Do you feel our government's yeah, doing enough we're, right now? We're, or? we're talking to people about that. We get, I have, you know, I mentioned I have 40 staff. I do have a few of them that are already, uh, that did, go to Poland just because they were in areas that were so bad that they needed to get out. And uh, we're already talking with them about that. And, you know, the first thing that comes to mind to me is like, well, of course we'd invite them. We have so much available cheap housing around. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. I, you know, we're, we're, uh, I, I can't imagine where these people are going to go, but obviously that's, 
really, genuinely, that's where the church is going to step up, right? Where we're going to say, hey, we're going to help. Uh, people are going to be inviting probably children and, and families right into their house for a while until they can get jobs and get settled and, you know, that kind of stuff. That's one way of helping moving forward. What else yeah. do you plan to do yeah. with loads of love uh, as things progress and go on? Well, we're, you know, right now, the, the second part of this shift that we're on, um, obviously changing every day, but, uh, you know, we're sending funds to trusted hands right now, but uh, shelves are running out. Like uh, the stores are emptying and uh, even markets and uh, deliveries and things like that of, you know, just potatoes and things like that are running out. And so we're getting to the point where like right now we're today, we're actually talking with uh, MPs here in our area about getting some of the food aid out as quickly as possible. There's there's organizations called Gleaners in uh, Cambridge, Ontario and in Leamington. And they've already offered us a couple of containers of dried soup mix, which would save like thousands and thousands of people's lives just that there. And so we're talking about getting that out as quick as we can. We're accessing things from Poland and uh, and from uh, Romania as well, where we have people uh, there too. And so a couple of guys are on their way right now. They're flying out today uh, here from Canada with our organization to go to Poland and Romania. So um, it just like uh, doing everything we can and uh, trying to think at least a little bit ahead of today, you know, where we go from here. Yeah. For those who want to help out, want to learn more about Loads of Love, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, uh, we have a website. It's just loadsoflove.org. And uh, there's uh, different ways that people can donate all described right on there. Uh, I have to right away apologize because if you go to our website, it won't look like there's a war in Ukraine at all because we haven't even had a chance to, uh, to make any change. We're working on that now, you know, so that it just shows more of what we're up to. But at least it'll show what we were doing and the ways we were helping children in Ukraine uh, before this started. And still with the donate page, all the details are there. What are your thoughts uh, as your time quickly goes by and you return Ukraine gets closer what are your thoughts on that yeah we you know I mean obviously we have a home there uh I did contact someone a while ago just to make sure it's still standing and it is and uh we have a big children's camp that we were in process of building there it's a massive camp just for kids with special needs almost like a not quite like a little Disney world but that's kind of what we were building there to for the children and uh um now there's uh, there's people hiding in the cellars of of our camp you know and there's uh, the guy that was building it two weeks ago is now out uh, uh with uh with a gun like uh, joined the army never imagined that a guy building our camp would now be fighting in the war you know just a little while later so i'm just i'm trying to be optimistic i'm trying to believe that uh um, that things are going to get better quick, but uh, day by day, it just looks like, uh, just looks uh, worse. And uh, so um, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that things are going to change. Uh, 
my wife, uh, who has family in Ukraine, um, we got married. I had been there for about seven years, and then I met my wife there. We have four daughters, and her family's there. She really uh, doesn't like watching the news, doesn't like to really hear much about what's going on. And so it's uh, right now, she's just believing that, you know, we're going to go back and everything's going to be okay. Well, we'll pray for that too. And uh, Ed, thank you so much for joining us. We'll continue to pray for Ukraine and for loads of love work there. Thank you. No, really appreciate everybody I'm talking to now. I mean, I'm giving my time for this too, because it's really important just that people understand that there are things going on. There are ways to help and that every single prayer that people pray, I've been saying this a lot, it's like another uh, miracle. And we're seeing miracles happen, and we know why they're happening. And uh, every time someone gets down on a knee uh, right now for the people of Ukraine, a miracle is happening. Thank you, thank you so, so much. much, Ed. Very, very welcome. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.